All right, everyone, welcome back to the Ventures Podcast. I'm continuing this product and code series this year, where every episode I'm talking a little bit about some product things, a little bit about some code things, and it's designed to help train you up so that you can be a technical co-founder or a technical founder of any digital product that you can think of, really, uh, especially if you can can build it out uh, initially as a web app. Um, so I'll, I'll put this link to the show notes. This is the curriculum for those that are, again, for those who are listening, you can watch, click on the link in the show notes. This is, I'm doing a screencast this year. Um, and if you're, you're listening, uh, I'll, I'll try to do my best to explain what's going on so that you kind of have a vague idea of what's going, or at least a, a, a decent idea of what I'm talking about here. But if you're watching, uh, I'm showing the curriculum of the, of the cohort and, and uh, how to think about Web 2, Web 2.5, Web 3 things, uh, and, and how, to, how to actually go about building Ruby, Ruby on Rails web applications. So, uh, okay, first thing I want to talk about is some products. So in the Web 3 world, I want to talk about how this is different than building products in the Web 2 world. And I want to, I want to start by talking about this, this protocol called Farcaster. This is going to be uh, a, a new decentralized social network. So think right now, one of the main applications on it is like a Twitter client. It looks a lot like Twitter, feels a lot like Twitter, but has some more Web3 native things in it. But what's important to know is that it's a protocol that can support many clients, just like email. So just like you can use AOL or Gmail or whatever, and the underlying protocols are SMTP and POP3 and IMAP, um, this, is a, this is a way to think about building a product in Web3 that's not like a, like a web app, uh, although it might have a web app, web app on top of it. The product is the protocol like SMTP. And so you can, th- you can then imagine how in lots of different scenarios, you can build new types of infrastructure layer in the new internet. And this is why Web3, I think, is so important because now product people need to think about how, do you, how can you build a protocol and a community around these sorts of things, not just your particular Gmail or AOL equivalent. In fact, going even deeper, there's another protocol called Lens that's a composable and decentralized social graph. So you can build experiences, whatever you want, if you need to leverage a, uh, an already baked in social graph. And this is important for users because as you develop your social graph, it's like you can't just leave Facebook with all your friends. You can't just leave Twitter with all your, your followers and such. But in the new decentralized world, you can. If you have a protocol that you've already developed, doesn't matter which client you're using, you can move to a totally different application and still have all of, all of your things. So... Um, I just wanted to bring up these two examples because I think these are, these are great examples of protocols that you can build applications on top of. And as a product manager learning Web3, these are, uh, I think, really important uh, protocols for you to look at to kind of study how you might be able to do this yourself. Okay, so now moving on to the code side of things. Uh, you know, last week we... we uh, brought about in, a, in the Ruby on Rails views for you to bring in a, a you know assign a variable in your controller and then and then bring it on into your view. What I want to do now is is introduce this concept of migrations and migrations are, are are a Ruby on Rails thing that allows you to update a database. So we have if we're connected to a, a Postgres database like we are doing in this tutorial, 
I could just use a generator, Rails G, and, and then I'm just going to do a migration. And I'm going to go ahead and just create a users table. Um, I'm going to call this create users. And if I go ahead and, and uh, press enter, it automatically creates this migration file in the DB folder under the migrate folder. And you'll notice it has a timestamp here. This is so that if I'm working with lots of different developers, it knows to uh, go in the order that uh, it has these timestamps in in order to update your database if you're working across like thousands, you know, even multiple users, multiple developers on the same environment. So if we go into our IDE here and we look under the DB folder, under the migrate, you'll see, oh, uh, look at this. There's a, a, there's a, there's already some code in here that uh, says, hey, this is going to be a migration uh, and it's going to inherit from active record migration. And it's this, this method in here called change, which basically means if you're going to run this uh, for the first time, it will, it will create the table. But if you roll back, it knows to go ahead and drop that table. Um, and then on line three here where it says create table users, it inferred this from, uh, from the name that I gave in that generator, right? And then and I just said create, you know, Rails G migration, create users. And it went ahead and just created a, a create table uh, method with already some some lines in here and this t timestamps that or auto generates uh, when you're when you're making these types of tables. That creates a, a created at and updated at. So created underscore at and updated underscore at. So that when you create a record in your database, it goes ahead and it, and puts a timestamp on that and whatever you update it. Uh, any, any, any row in that, in that database, you, um, it will, it will automatically do the updated at. So this is where we could do it, uh, at, you know, a T dot string and do something like first name, you know, the sky's the limit of what you could do here. You could do another string that would be the last name, another string that would be the email. And then you could do something like the date t.date, uh, D-O-B stands for date of birth. So what we're going to do is now that we have the migration, we have to create a model file. I, there's a generator for models that uh, you could use, but um, we're going to go ahead and not do that. I'm just going to create a user.rb file here. And then in this file, I can go ahead and do class user inherits from application record and just end it. We'll put stuff in here later. But that allows us to basically now come in, files up, fire up a console in, a, in the terminal where if I do user.count, <laughs> this is where you got to exit. You need to do this uh, Rails DB migrate command first. Ha, yeah, I'll go ahead and leave this in. I won't edit it out. This is part of coding. Uh, you do a Rails DB migrate, then you can fire up the console and do user.count and you'll see there's zero and I could create a user, user.create first name is Will, you know, email is will at wclittle.com and I'll just leave it like that. That creates a user. You see it spits out what, what it has. There's no last name, there's no date of birth, but it does the created at and updated at. And now when I do user.count, 
it has one in the database. All right, I'll go ahead and stop there for now. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, you can always visit wclittle.com for the latest articles and newsletters that I post. And um, yeah, have a great rest of your week. Thanks. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you and your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it would be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.